Welcome to the Young Saints Leadership Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things youth, from leadership culture to supernatural youth ministry and discipling revivalists. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello, What's hello, up? Wow, guys, it feels like it's been a while, hey? It's been a minute. So excited to be here. Welcome back, everyone. We're excited to have you. We have a beautiful podcast planned for you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But first... We just did the funniest thing we have done in a long time it's in true. this youth office. <laughs> Would you it's gentlemen true. like to share what you just did? <laughs> Rory, what did we do? So we, we have been asked, me and Dante have been asked to do a lip sync battle, part of our staff at Bethel's Christmas show. We wouldn't yeah. tell you, party. but by the time this by the gets time aired, you see this the Christmas party, this, will, be the Christmas party yeah. will be over. It's this week. Yeah. And you have 90 seconds. And we said yes. And it's kind of a crazy season because- yeah, it's just been a little busy. Dante just had a yeah. baby. Dante just had a baby. Yep, baby land, yeah, baby it's girl. holidays, and yes. it's just crazy. Well, Dante had a genius idea to mix it up, and instead of doing a 90-second uh, you know, segment of one song, we should pick several songs of the most iconic segments. So, so we fit in seven songs. <laughs> so we fit in seven songs. In two minutes, actually. Of the most iconic moments that range from Ice Ice Baby to the Titanic, my heart will go on (laughs) (laughs) with props and everything. I really hope it gets filmed because this is going to be something that I'm, I'm very proud of. Yes. Because I think we're going to shock. Literally. I almost peed my pants watching them. It was so funny. (laughs) It's a work of art. It is a work of art. I almost peed my pants because Rory almost strangled Dante. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we we had a fail. We had a fail. I'm glad we practiced. He failed hard. I did not understand how the, the shawl for the Titanic went scene the wrong went, direction. it yeah. doesn't go over the neck. It doesn't go over his neck. <laughs> I, I felt something stri- gripping my neck. <laughs> you were treating it like a, like a I, scarf, huh? I was. I, yeah. I was thinking scarf, and then I was like, this isn't right. <laughs> I can't get it over his arms. It was pretty great. You know, we are also adding in, say my name. That is true. Yes. Wannabe by Spice Girls. Don't judge us. It's gonna. It's all the clean parts. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> it'll be funny stuff. Anyway, anyways, on to the next thing that we are here to talk about, which is probably one of our most favorite topics. Rory and I, and probably Dante too. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about, and I've touched on it a little bit in the girls one. If you listened, but why are mothers and fathers so important in today's day and age? Mm-hmm. You want, so anyone want to kick this off? Now, just to clarify your question, are you talking about moms and dads in a home? Or are you talking about moms well, I mean, and dads? Yeah, that's always important. Spiritual, <laughs> spiritual I, I mothers think and fathers. I'm thinking about spiritual. Okay, spiritual mothers and fathers. Yeah, yeah I think it's good. I mean, I think my, my first thought in this is um, my own experience has been I've way preferred when people have treated me as, as a son or they mm-hmm. think of me as, and they're a role as a father in my life or a mother than a leader. Yeah. And for me that, yeah, that differentiates, you know, between the idea that I could be disposable, like on a leader, I would then how I yeah. show a different up, level of commitment, a different level of commitment. Cause you're like, yeah. if I have a leader or a boss or something like that over me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm showing up, I'm doing what I'm asked to do. I'm bought in at the level I can buy in at. Um, But also I'm making sure like I better not screw up because at some level, if I, if I stop performing, not in a bad way, but just stop, you know, 
creating results, yeah. doing the stuff that you're supposed to do with the job, not in a negative connotation, yeah. Yeah. but the likelihood would be, Hey, we're going to give you feedback, but if this doesn't work, then we move on. Yeah. The difference with, I would say the mo- mothers and fathers in my life would be there that, that easy ability to shift people out of covenant doesn't work. Cause you've made a covenant relationship yeah. like moms I'm, and dads. I'm committed to you. You're committed yeah. to me. Like we're, we're together regardless of what comes. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's why it's so scary as leaders to step into that mode. Cause you're like, who I actually would prefer to have an, not an out, but freedom is maybe the word we would call it mm-hmm. that I'm not, I'm not stuck mm-hmm. with a person that I'm free to believe in whoever I need to or want to believe in. Mm-hmm. But when you're a mother and father, you're going, oh, I'm committed to you. Yeah. And I want to see the best in you. And even if we have some rocky moments. Yep. Yeah. I think that, that answers it. Yeah. I think what I'm also thinking on this topic is I just feel like this shift in culture in the church where it's mainly been leadership focused, right? There's been a lot of talk about how to be a great leader, how to be the next like big leader and all these leadership tools, which is amazing. And I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I, I truly love all that stuff and I learn and glean from it, but I do feel this like me and Rory have been talking for years, honestly, about this shift of switching from like, especially in regards to youth ministry as a leader mentor to like the mindset of a mother and a father and how that is different and how that plays out in a student's life or a le- one of our youth leaders' lives. How do we switch from just being a leader in someone's life to yeah. someone that is treating, not like we have to claim everyone as our sons it, and yeah, daughters. It's not an unhealthy right. loyalty. You know, like I, right. I, we probably, you probably belief. don't have time to claim every single student in your youth, youth ministry as your son or daughter. Because no, yeah, what totally. Rory's talking about is beautiful and we have those and it's, but it's a big commitment and it's yes. very costly. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone needs those, but not everyone can be that, but it's still the mindset of a leader or a coach puts someone in to win the game because they need a win. But a mother and a father would think of this student or this young person's life in full picture and say, hey, you're actually not ready to play right now. I don't need to win a game. I'll take the loss so that you can stay stable long-term. Does that make sense? And I think how do we switch from just becoming leaders and we're just this leadership culture and we're just raising and pumping things out, you know, versus... How do I look at my youth ministry in longevity, big picture as a mother and a father that I'm not interested in having a massive, awesome event. I'm interested with the students in my youth ministry walking with God for all their days. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want to throw in a a few verses because I think sometimes on this, whenever you touch on leadership right now in our culture, leadership is so highly elevated, um, which is amazing, but it is very highly elevated. I think for me, the whole revelation Jesus came was that we are part of a family and that God is not our leader. He is our father. And I think that there's the starting point of the shift to go, have we actually bought into something that as a church we were supposed to glean from, but not buy into like, I love, I love leadership. I read leadership books all the time. I love all this stuff. Like, I I eat it up, but I apply it in a different way. Like I'll read a book and apply it differently. And I'm like, man, I love this book, but in the context, in the context, God's a father, 
So yeah, we want wins. Like this, this is leadership things. Like, you know, the, the, how do you get start momentum? Mm -hmm. You got to get wins. Right. The problem is, is do I use people to get wins for my own momentum? Well, then now I'm not thinking like a mom and a dad. Yes. Okay. So now I'm using people. Well, that's not God. So how do I, how do I utilize the strength of knowing how do we create momentum and having wins? Oh, wins look different. What's a win look like in the home? For me, it's going, we have kids that can make messes and stay in our youth ministry for six and seven years. And we are fighting for them the whole time. And you're going, why are you doing that? You're wasting your time and energy. And some people look at it as waste. I'm like, you know, mom and dad, if a kid is struggling, their own child, would they go, it's a waste to go out of my way to help them. No mom and dad does it. They are going, we will adjust our life to help you because you are so valuable. We need to even slow down in the season to make sure you are doing better. And I I think it's a shift to go, oh, God was never, uh, there is, like he is the leader, but he's like the father. He is, you know, and that that is again, in culture, father is, it can be very triggering. We are so fatherless that people would rather associate with leaders because it's hard to connect with a father because we have a lot of a lack of fathers in America. I know this. I don't know worldwide. I haven't done the stats, but I do know in America, there's a lot of fatherless or absentee fathers. So it's unique that that revelation would then be so hard to grasp or that's maybe why. It's uh, man, I wish I would have had this statistic ready but um there's a survey done somewhere within the earth um but, somewhere um, in the earth within the <laughs> earth on the, the planet the survey said um the likelihood of a family being saved like if um a son or a daughter gets saved um it it's a good percentage that the whole family will get saved um safe but it's low and then the same for um it would say like a mother or yeah. like a grandma and then it said if the father is saved um, the likelihood of the whole family being safe is like 80 plus percent. Yeah. Wow. Like if the father is saved in the house, yep. that That's the whole crazy. family, it was crazy to yes. see that and just seeing the impact of a mother and a father yes. mm-hmm. being in the rightful place. For sure. Cause it, there's something, there's a grace that flows. And I think this is where you take leadership principles, but you remember the roles we play. Yes. So like yeah. we're a mother and a father. So we're going, Oh, um, the leadership principle is momentum, but how do we create momentum as a mom and a dad? We we are propelling our children in their dreams. We're believing in them. We're calling stuff out. We're addressing stuff that needs to get addressed. Mm-hmm. So we're going, we, we want the momentum and wins, but we're okay. If like for our daughters, I'm like, I don't expect you to be winning at six years old. Right. Everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I expect though that you would be feeling the confidence and trying new things yeah. right. and knowing that. So then I'm like, oh, if I kids in our youth ministry, they get saved last year. I'm, I'm expecting, I'm not just, you know, I'm expecting right. certain things, like not in a right. bad way, but I'm right. like, I'm okay if you're going to take risks and, yeah. and, and make messes and try stuff and do stuff and not be like, oh my God, your salvation didn't work. Right. Bummer. Oh man. He walked away from God. He had it. He had his chance. And I'm like, chance, like what parent is like, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> yeah. There was your chance. And now you're exiled from the family. I mean, people do this and it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. It's not though. God, God never shows us again. Mm-hmm. We have to get our, our, our father heart from the Bible, not from experience. Cause you're like, God didn't give up on humanity when he could have mm-hmm. yep. the whole time. Even in the Old Testament, he didn't give up on humanity. That's why he was consistently prophesying that there would be a time where the whole earth would come, like there would be an opportunity for the whole Mm -hmm. earth Mm -hmm. to know him. He was not giving up on humanity when he 
very easily could have. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, another thought that I'm sitting here having is like another polarizing thought of a leader doesn't have much personal investment in who they're leading sometimes. Like they may not know what's going on at home. They may not know what's yeah. happening in life, where they're emotionally at, right. where they're physically at. Like if like they're just like, no, I'm leading you show up. I'm thinking more like a boss scenario. Like you show up and you do your job. Like I don't really know everything going on in your home life, but a mom and a dad actually knows what season their kid is in, what they're walking through, what they're right. facing, where well, they're that's at because emotionally. it's affecting the mom and dad. Yes. See, there's this covenant relationship. Right. You will know if you're operating as a mom and a dad, the effect on your own personal life. You're like, oh, wow, this person affects me because yeah. I so deeply care about them. Yeah, that's <gasps> yes. And some people actually go, I now am mad at you because of the impact you have on my life instead of going, oh my gosh, I am transitioning from a leader who is just like, oh, bummer, you made a mistake, move on to a father or mother going, I actually care about you. And when you go and blow your life up or make a decision, Mm -hmm. it personally affects me. Like I'm like, ouch. For sure. I even had that um, happen one time when there was a youth leader that I've been getting to know and love them. But I just didn't know like quite where we were at, you know, like we've just been building relationship. And they told me one day that they were having a really hard day. And I remember it like made me so sad where I could feel the effect. Like it wasn't even, they blew up their life, but they were just having a really rough moment. And I felt so sad, almost as if my daughter came home to me and said, mom, something happened at school today. And it made me really sad. I feel that like that makes me angry and sad sometimes. And I felt it with this youth leader. And I'm like, and the Lord spoke to me, you're switching to a mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, the way I would care for my, physical children i'm caring for this woman spiritually like i'm switching to a mother role in her life where her life affects me and i could feel it which is just crazy And i think though that something that happens is people get really afraid of being pulled on too much and so they're almost like i don't want that yeah but in my, my mind i'm like if the revelation of god is he's a father where his kids he set up the whole kingdom operate like this in covenant relationships. And then Paul says, you know, there's many teachers, but not many fathers that there's actually many people that would lead or teach, but there's not many people that step into that role. I'm like, there is a grace available to do this. Yeah. Cause it's, it's talked true. about, there's a grace available to do this and you, you almost can't worry. Cause again, you're still thinking like a leader if you're thinking, and, and this is going to sound weird cause I so love this. So you know, if you get to know me more outside of this podcast, you'll know, um, I love efficiency. I love effectiveness. (laughs) Um, I love all of that. Like it is a high value for me. Like, don't waste my time. Let's make sure we have meetings that are right. But you, that cannot become the the thing I'm protecting the most and, and leadership protects that the most where I'm going, Oh, I'm not protecting that the most because my kids, my second takes the most time to get out of the house and I can either get angry at who she is and say, you're affecting us. So I'm going to change you. Mm -hmm. Or I can go, there's a grace to love you and to get to know the father heart of God more that I can step into something and go, God isn't efficiency in heaven is not how I think of efficiency. Mm. Efficiency was actually going out of my way to make sure you, you were doing okay. Like my youngest or my middle, like it was okay. Like you're actually doing okay. I'm being the most effective father. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to, 
effectiveness and efficiency <laughs> to become results. So if we're results-based and not covenant relationship-based, then it gets off. You're like, oh, and I promise you this, youth ministry explodes with healthy relationships. It does. It explodes. Yeah. There is yeah. there is such a lack of healthy, personal covenant relationships that is happening in our world today. You do not need games. You do not need lights. You do not need big budgets. Yes. We don't utilize that big of a budget here at Bethel. People would think we do. We don't. Yeah. We put so much effort and focus on relationships, yeah. on being with people in their worst moment. I'll tell leaders, they'll blow up their lives and they go, hey, so the first thing they think is, I'm stepping off the team and they'll tell me, Hey, I I'm stepping off the team. I've made such a big mess. And I'm like, actually, um, if I'm still have influence in your life, I'm going to ask that you don't step off the team. And I'm going to ask that you show up to everything consistently. Um, and then we just minister to you cause you need to learn how to be loved in your worst moment. Yeah. You think that you have to go somewhere else to be loved in your worst moment. That's weird. Yeah. I said, uh -huh. how are you going to love a kid in their worst moment every time? And it is the most triggering thing. The leaders are like, yeah. All I want to do is run. Like I've made a mess. Punish me, punish me, get me out, <laughs> yeah. kick me out now. Yeah. And, and it, that action, mm -hmm. but then actually loving them, not holding their sin against them, not bringing it up, not mm -hmm. treating them differently, walking with them through all the hard stuff that comes. It changes the culture yeah. to right. their, that leader goes, Oh, I want to be that to students. Yeah. I want to think relationally. I'm okay. If a student blows up their life every weekend for nine months, I love you. Yeah. I and I think mothering and fathering looks the most similar to discipleship. I feel yes. like it's the most parallel it example it is, yes. to know like, which, and if you think of the great commission, we are called to make disciples. It's the goal of why we are all here, mm -hmm. but you do that. You can even, it's similar to discipleship with mothering and fathering because yeah. yeah. you are in it. You're doing life on life. Yeah. And I think that's what has been the most impactful for me. And like you said, people think they need to give all this time. You don't need to sit at a coffee shop for eight hours a day, discipling all your people right. and creating sons and daughters. That way. Well, I'll even give you an know? example personally. Like, obviously we go to work. So my kids wake up, they go to school. I, we go to work. So I don't see them besides a small part in the morning that we right. are like getting ready. I don't see them all day. And then at night we have to be intentional mm -hmm. to spend the quality time. And it's usually a shorter amount of time. So even with your immediate family, yeah. you're, you, not spending you're not spending hour eight hours. So I don't I mean, know. I mean, I spent hours, but well, you know, you, yeah, well, <laughs> our youngest, she does, but she's at home. But the idea is sometimes people think I need more time. And I'm like, no, no, no. Utilize the time you have and be intentional. Yeah. Be focused when they're talking, look at them in the eye. Mm -hmm. When they're sharing something, make sure you're listening. If you're distracted and you don't hear, it communicates. Yeah. I don't value you. Mm -hmm. It's my, my kids. My kids just yell at me though. They say, you're not listening. Kid, uh, you know, people don't. But with yeah. your students and your leaders, you just do life on life. Invite them over for dinner. Let them be around your family. I had a student that wanted to hang out. I'm like, great, come hang out with me and my kids. But we got to run to Target to buy something. And we just <laughs> did it together because yeah. I don't have the time to sit down at a coffee shop. But I still want to pour out in this student and have her be a part of my life because I believe in her and I see what's on her life. And so I feel like even with this next great awakening that I believe is coming to youth, 
the only way revival will be sustained is through discipleship with young people. Mm -hmm. We need people walking with God consistently for their whole lives. We're concerned about them being moms and dads. We're not concerned about them having an awesome moment at our conference and releasing words of knowledge, which is still powerful. It's powerful. It's so powerful. And that is a goal of ours. But the goal is that they walk with God all their days. But the only way they can do that is through discipleship and mothers and fathers being connected to them and believing them and calling them out. Yes. And I want to share one more thought on that. It's that that is in essence thinking like a mother and father for the church is your where we as youth pastors have to be thinking of the future church. It, we are the church. So every young person is the future fathers and mothers that will be sitting in a church, leading churches, leading businesses, going, how will your families be? How will you experience God and the church and the belief? Yes. Like it's not just, I hope I can get my kids to prophesy and do words of knowledge so I feel better as a leader. I hope they, they love God and our youth ministry so I feel better. It's going, I want, we want 20, 30 years from now, yes. no one in our youth ministry is getting a divorce and they right. have healthy marriages yes. and they're impacting their own spheres of right. influences with their marriage. It's mm-hmm. true. And we yeah. might never hear about it, but I'm like, praise God that you left and you're still going. Yes. That's yeah. what, yeah. And one of the greatest, we'll end with this. One of the greatest tragedies that I've seen is us as leaders have intentionally poured into and chosen people that we believe have a leadership gift on their life that could actually impact our ministry or our movement. And that's where we aim all of our energy. But someone gave us a prophetic word one time and said, mothers and fathers want people for who they are. Leaders want people for what they can do. And that is the mentality that we have to break, that we're not only pouring into kids that we think could benefit us and our ministry, but we're pouring into the kid that's going to be a doctor and could literally save lives. Or like the kid that looks and. like they might not be anything right now. Yes. And God's like, actually, there's such a divine thing on him. You have you to find see, the destiny. You yes. have to find the destiny before they see it. In yes. The there's a mom and a dad. You see the destiny before they actually even see As it. As we're all parents here, we see destiny over our kids before they even know it. Yeah, they offer us absolutely nothing. <laughs> our kids don't benefit us besides the, the love, love and joy and we feel. Of being but yes, they absolutely. don't do their dishes. They don't make their right. food. They barely get themselves dressed. <laughs> As of right now, they aren't offering much, but us as moms and dads see our kids, see the potential and choose to call them out to what they can be. But anyway, we will end with that. There's a lot on that, but we love you all. We'll talk to you next time.